listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with you all about updating existing TPT products. So that is basically anything that is already in your TPT store. And I want to talk about why it is so important to be doing this. And a lot of people aren't. And I want to give you a step-by-step sort of process for updating your products and your listings. So let's dive in. First up, let's talk about why you need to update your products. Now, I just want to clarify again what I mean by that. Updating your products is basically where you set aside a certain amount of time to work on products that are already in your TPT store. So you are not creating new products. This is not new product creation. You're basically going back to things that you already have on TPT and improving them. And product updating I often refer to it as for your old products. So, you know, things that have been on there for quite a few years, but it can also be things that you've uploaded in the last few months or the last year or so, because you've learned so much since then that you need to improve those products. Okay, so we know what I mean by product updating, but here's the truth of it. A lot of sellers aren't doing it. And I include myself in that category because up until recently, I was one of those people who didn't update my products. Why? Why was I someone that wasn't updating? Why are other sellers doing it? Why are you not doing it perhaps? The absolute harsh truth is it's kind of dull. Like (laughs) I'll be real with you. Creating new products is so much fun. I just get that kind of high from like thinking of a new product idea and planning it out and making it. It's like planning when you're about to go on holiday, you know, you're like planning what you're going to do. You get really excited. I mean, creating products is fun. I mean, that's literally what we do in this business. It's often our favorite part. But going back and looking at our old products and like making them better, tweaking them, doing updates, it can be kind of dull. I'll I'll be honest, there's not that same spark of joy for me anyway. That's my experience. So if you are someone that has been neglecting updating your products and you also find it dull, I hear you. You are not alone. So we know that a lot of us aren't updating our products. We know that we find it dull. But I decided to change my mindset on this and really push myself to work on this area of my business. I actually set aside time in my work schedule. So if you've been listening to my podcast or you know me, you know that I have a work schedule. And I put in time on a Friday, right at the end of the week. That's like my product updating day or product optimizing, I like to call it. I put it at the end of the week for a reason just because I feel like I want all the important stuff done at the beginning of the week. I'm working on products, I'm marketing them, all that important stuff. If the updating didn't happen because I ran out of time, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It's not like the most important thing in my business, but it's still a crucial part. And you can see that's why I've dedicated that sort of 20% of my time to it, that sort of one day a week in my working week. So I use Fridays for product updating and I had to put that in my schedule because otherwise I wouldn't do it. And that's the reason I'm talking to you about my schedule because it's one thing for me to say, hey guys, go and update your products. And you're like, okay, Alex, I'll, I'll do that. And then you never quite get around to it. Well, I'm here to challenge you to actually schedule that time so that you actually do it. 
I've been reading a really good book lately called Atomic Habits by James Clear and he talks about the way that habits are formed and the environment that you're in and the systems that you have that make them happen. So, you know, you tend to do things in a certain order or in a certain place. I actually even just found myself this morning that because I wasn't hungry and I skipped breakfast, it meant that I skipped taking my little daily vitamin. I normally do that straight after breakfast. And because I hadn't eaten breakfast, I didn't have that routine. It didn't occur to me and I forgot to take it. And that's what he talks about. He talks about how we do one thing and then once that's done, we do the next or I have that vitamin because it's in the cupboard next to my breakfast cereal. So I always see it. And when I was out of that routine, I didn't do it. And so I guess product updating is kind of like taking your vitamins, that thing you kind of know you have to do and you don't want to do. And I feel like having that routine, having that habit, having that schedule makes you do it. So I challenge you to work out a certain day or a certain time, a certain part of your working week or your time that you work on your business where you will commit to updating products. It took me a while to get into the routine of it. Don't get me wrong, I still find it a bit dull sometimes, but it's my Friday task. I know that it's the only thing I'm going to do on a Friday and I don't do anything else and I really push myself to do it. Okay, so you may be wondering, Alex, okay, we know that you spend Fridays updating your products and you're telling us to do it, but what does that look like? And I want to break that down for you and I want to talk about why it's really important and what I do when I update and how I update. So let's first talk about why product updating is super, super important. It's one thing to create new products. Don't get me wrong, especially as a new seller, you need to build up your store. You need to have that fresh content and that's great. But once you get to a certain point, and I consider that having even like 20 or 30 products in your store, you need to start maintaining. It's kind of like every time your car breaks down, you don't just go out and buy a new car. You have to maintain your current one. And I think it's the same thing. We get that shiny object syndrome of seeing a new product and getting excited. And we just neglect all the ones we currently have. And it's actually really important to pay attention to them. And this is the reason why. Your existing TPT products are what bring you your money. I'll say that again for you. The stuff you have in your store, your existing products that are currently on TPT are what bring you your money. New product creation is always a hypothetical. You know, will this be a good seller? Will this ever sell? It might take a few months for it to sell. Like, let's just say I make some addition boom cards tomorrow morning. There is that up in the air. This could be something that people just never buy. Or even if it becomes a bestseller in five years' time, that's great. But like right now, it's not making me money. When I put it up, it could take a few weeks, a few months, even a few years to take off, to gain traction, to be ranked on TPT, to get traffic, for me to market it. That takes time. New products aren't the most profitable thing in the current present time for me. And that's the truth of it. What is actually sending money into my PayPal every month is the stuff that I have on TPT. And that is the stuff that I need to optimize and spend some time on too. Now, if you think about it, it's really, really important to make what you have, what you currently have in your store up to your newest standards, like your today standards, everything you've learned, everything you do now to make a good product. You need to make your older products and your existing products as good as the stuff you make now. There's nothing worse than having people buy products that are just cringeworthy. 
you know, those older products you have that you made when you were new or you made months or years ago and you're just kind of like, oh, that's so terrible. What was I thinking? And when someone buys it, I get that kind of cringeworthy moment because I know deep down it's not the highest quality stuff. It's not what I'm proud of. It's things that I made years ago. And I hate the thought that someone just bought that with their hard earned money. They might not be that impressed with it. And that's the truth of it. And if a buyer isn't that impressed with our older resources, Are they going to follow us and become a repeat customer? Are they going to come back for more? Are they going to leave a raving, glowing five-star review? They might not. That's the harsh truth of it. So I think about that with my oldest products or my worst selling products or just my products in general. Am I proud of this product? Am I going to be happy if someone buys this? Am I going to know deep down this is going to make a teacher happy? This is going to serve them and this is going to help my business grow? Or am I just cringing at the thought that they just bought this? I now want to talk specifically about which products you should be updating because like me, you may have hundreds of products. You may just have 20. How many products you have doesn't matter. The point is you will have older products and newer products, worse sellers and best sellers. You will have a complete range. So you might be thinking to yourself, okay, Alex, well, which ones do I update? Do I update my oldest ones, my worst selling ones? Like, what do I do? Now, those are the two kind of gut reactions we sort of have we think okay I need to go back and do my oldest ones because they're probably the ones that need the most work or hey I should go and update my worst sellers right because they obviously aren't selling they need work and yes that's true I dedicate time to update my old products and my worst sellers and I suggest you do that as well but I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball here and also suggest that you update your best selling products I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, what, Alex, what are you talking about? My bestseller makes me money. My bestseller sells every day. It gets loads of traffic. It makes loads of sales. Why on earth would I need to update that? Ironically, that is literally the product you probably should update the most. Hear me out on this one. If you think about two products in your store, just imagine in your mind your best-selling product and your worst selling product. Just think of those products in your mind or like roughly the ones that are best sellers and worst sellers. Those worst selling products are probably not selling for a reason. Maybe they're not that great. Maybe people just don't want what you have. Like it's just not something that a teacher wants. You know, that's okay. We all have those kind of products. Maybe the listing is not optimized. People just aren't finding it. Maybe you've not got very many views. You're not getting a lot of traffic to it. Um, And as great as it is to update that, that's not the best return on investment of your time. So recently I updated one of my older worst selling products. It was both old and worst selling. And since then, and this has been like a full month, I've only sold one of it. It's not something that's really super profitable for me. I'm proud and glad that I did it, but it didn't bring me a huge amount of money. Whereas a couple of weeks ago at the same time, I also updated my bestseller. Now, yes, I was going to sell that product anyway, but here's the difference. I'm now selling more of it. That bestseller, think of the bestseller that you just thought of in your mind, that's already getting traffic, that's already getting views, that already has people looking at it and buying it. So if you were to optimize it even just a tiny bit, like if you were to make the listing that little bit better or make the product that little bit better, just imagine you would actually increase your conversions and make more sales. You know, sending a few people to look at your worst seller might not necessarily make you a millionaire. Sending more people to look at your bestseller or getting the existing people that are viewing it to actually convert to a sale, now that is a good use of your time. That is extremely high ROI, return on investment. Like right now, if you were to improve your best-selling product, tomorrow somebody could look at it, and they will because it's a bestseller, 
they could actually buy that product. So that view could convert to a sale better because you improved it. So I don't know if I can really say anything more on it other than you need to update your bestsellers. And like, remember that your bestsellers are getting the most views. They're getting the most traffic. So they need to be your best quality work. Imagine you are at a bake sale and like you've made two cakes and one is just gorgeous. Like it's got the most beautiful icing. It's your best work. It looks amazing. And one's a bit meh. Which one do you want out the front? Which one do you want people looking at? You know what I mean? You want to make the best thing, the thing that people buy, right? And so people naturally look at that best cake. It's your best selling cake. People want to look at it. And if they're looking at it, you want to make sure it's perfect. You want to make sure that icing is just so it looks, you know, really good because that's the one everyone's looking at. No one's really looking at that terrible, horrible cake at the back. So you want to make that one even more perfect. People have their eyes on something We want to turn those views into sales and we want to make money right now. Updating your bestsellers, that is a great return on investment. Okay, so I think I've ranted enough about why you need to update products and why you need to update bestsellers. But now let's talk a little bit about what I mean when I say update. I have a little bit of a framework that I like to follow, a little bit of a step-by-step process that I'd love for you to do as well. It kind of reminds me of those magazines. Like I used to read them as a teenager and it would have like a little kind of, not like a quiz, like a little graph kind of thing. It would have a question with a yes or no. And if you went to yes, the little line would drop down to the next question. And then you'd answer that. And, you know, at the end, you'd find out who your dream boyfriend was. Was it Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans? Whatever. Um, It's kind of one of those things. So you ask the question and if it's a yes, then you ask the next question. And if it's a no, then you go to this question. So there's a bit of a a process here. So I'm going to try and explain it the best I can. The first question that you have to ask yourself is this product up to my new standards? So you go and look at your old or your best or your worst selling product, whatever it is you're looking at. And you need to ask yourself, is this truly up to my new standards? And a follow-up question I sort of have for that is, if your product got deleted tomorrow, like if your computer crashed and that product's original file disappeared, oh, it's horrible to think about, but imagine that happened, right? Imagine it disappeared. You would probably recreate the product, right? would it look roughly the same? You know, if you created it right now, would it be kind of similar, maybe slightly different or would it be drastically different? If it would be kind of the same, then that means that the old product was, you know, it's pretty much up to your new standards. If what you make now is drastically different and the product would turn out so, so different, that says to you, okay, well, you know what? This product isn't that great. So I have quite a lot of old products in my store. And if you came onto my computer and deleted them for me and I had to recreate them, I can tell you now they would be so much better. They would be so different. They'd be full of like all my new clip art and all the things I've learned to make products better. So I use that as a sort of a question to ask myself, is this product truly like deep down? Do I really think this is my best work? Is this my highest quality work? And if the answer is no, then we need to do something about it. Now, obviously, if you if the answer is yes, and that product truly is great. Maybe you can make like a few tiny tweaks to it and just leave it. That's fine. But if the answer is no, then we need to improve it. Okay, so the next question we ask ourselves, if that product needs updating, we ask ourselves this next question on the chart. We say, do I need to update the product itself or do I need to update the listing? So if the product itself is like, you know, pretty decent it's like it's okay it only needs a few tweaks you might just update the listing on tpt but if the product does kind of need a bit of an overhaul then you'll probably end up doing both and that's okay 
if you do decide to just do the listing, then off you go, you update the listing. But if you answered yes and you're thinking, okay, I actually need to update both the product itself and the listing. The next question you ask yourself is, do I need to add new content to this resource or do I just update its existing content? So you look at the product and you think, okay, if this is like a really small kind of cheap product, so you've got like 10 pages, it's not very in-depth or detailed, maybe you could add some new content. So that product I was talking about earlier, the old one, it was only 10 pages. I doubled it in size and I added another 10 pages. And the amazing thing about this is that I was able to increase the price on that resource. So if you've got a really small, cheap product, it's not really bringing you a lot of money, it's not very detailed or in-depth, by all means, go ahead and add new content. Add some new activities or worksheets or pages. Make it bigger, better, juicier and worth more. And you can definitely charge more. But if the answer is no and you genuinely think, hey, no, this is like a good selling product. It's got 30 pages. It's, there's nothing more I need to add. You shouldn't add things for the sake of it. And you're like, nope, I don't need to add new content. Then you can just update the existing content. And then the next thing you'll be asking yourself is, OK, I'm updating the existing content. What do I update? And here are the sort of things you might tweak. You might improve the clip art with, you know, newer clip art that you've recently purchased and not like that old free stuff you used to have or something. You might update the fonts again to like newer, better fonts or ones that are more legible or just like nicer quality ones or even your borders, just kind of the decorative elements of your activities. You may also do kind of the TPT seller updates, like maybe you'll flatten and secure it because you hadn't done that in your old resources I have been there on that one. Maybe you will add some answer keys or teacher instructions, things that you hadn't originally put in that you realize that teachers really like. Maybe you'll add your copyright symbol or you'll in, like redo the sort of first page, the cover page, the sort of intro page. Maybe you'll update your credits page. You know, I sometimes have a product and I think this is fine. I don't need to do anything drastic. I'm just literally going to update my credits page. So it's kind of got all my new social media links and all that kind of stuff. You might even just go in and add a link to people to sign up to your email newsletter because you never used to do that or something. Even a small change, like even upselling some other products, maybe it doesn't have to be a big drastic update. You know, I really do think there are two types of updates. There are the ones that are like, a 20 minute job, you just pop on there, you add a few links, you change a few things, make it pretty. And then there are the ones that you spend all day on where you like drastically overhaul it. And I like to alternate between the two. I know that the long ones are going to exhaust me in the long run. So I'll, you know, just do a few quick, easy wins sometimes and I'll just update a few quick, easy products. But that's kind of the basics of updating the product itself. Okay, so let's just imagine that you have listened to me. Woohoo! You've set aside some time, you know, a certain evening and you've committed to updating some of your products. Maybe you've updated a bestseller or a worst seller or something. You've added some new content or you've just tweaked the resource and you feel like the product is sort of better now. It's done. It's ready to upload. You're excited for new people to get this, but also for your existing customers to be notified. You know, you can tick that little box and notify them that it's been updated and they can hopefully go and re-download it. You might be really excited. That's not the only thing because updating products is actually a three step process. That first step is what we've just talked about. It's updating the product itself. But this second step is updating the listing. Now, 
I consider this a no-brainer. I think that you must, without fail, always update the listing once you've updated the product itself. And naturally, this happens anyway. If I've updated the product, naturally, my preview doesn't really match it anymore. And I might kind of end up tweaking the description because I added more stuff. So it's going to happen anyway. But even if it doesn't, even if the listing kind of looks okay and it matches, I still make the effort. I think I'm here anyway. When am I next going to update this product? I might as well update the listing while I'm here. And the truth of it is updating the listing is probably more important than updating the product. My product update it might make the product better, but a lot of the time it's just tiny tweaks. What actually is hindering my sales is often the listing itself. This is the area that you must put your time and energy into. So updating your listings is a must. Um, a lot of this episode content has actually come from my summer bootcamp challenge that I'm doing at the moment. And I've been sharing this kind of knowledge with my bootcamp members. And we've been working on updating our listings. We've got like a little bingo challenge and we've been ticking things off. And it's really, really powerful. Honestly, it really is like the tiniest tweak to a title or a new cover or your keywords or a better preview can drastically increase your sales. So this is the area where you need to update things. Updating your listings is a must. So I'm going to dive into a little bit of how you can update your listing once you've updated your product. Okay, so once I finish updating a product, I often do a little bit of product photography. I think while I'm here, I've just updated this product. I might as well take a new photo of the resource. I don't, you know, you don't have to do this, but I think it's a great use of my time. So I often do that. And then I therefore end up making a new cover and thumbnails for the resource, like using that product photography. And I'll also tweak any kind of screenshots that I had as thumbnails. I'll update them. And then I go in and make sure I've got a top notch preview. A lot of my older previews are very much just like one or two pages of the resource with a watermark. And I'm now starting to change my mindset and realize that previews are so, so important that they need to be detailed. They need to show the buyer exactly what they are going to get. I will probably do another episode about previews soon. So I'll dive more into how to make a preview and all the you know, juicy gossip there. But for now, I just want to let you know that, you know, creating a detailed preview is a great use of your time. I might often create a video preview as well. I mean, I've just done some product photography. While I'm doing that, why not? I'll like film myself coloring something in and make a quick video preview. I tend to update all the visual stuff on my listing as a priority. And then when I'm there, I will do a quick check over. Am I happy with this title? Is it ranking well? Has it got enough keywords? I'll look at my description as well. Are there enough keywords in there? You know, could I add more detail and dot points and give more information or could I add more persuasive copy? I tend to just kind of analyze my listing and make it better. And it's quite easy because my older listings were done differently. I do things differently now. I've learned so much over the years. I often look back and think, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? And I'll make some updates to the way I did things. So I definitely recommend that. Then the final stage of product updating. So we know the first stage is updating the product itself and the second stage is updating the listing. Well, the third stage is marketing. Now, if you've gone to all that effort, like you've set aside time to make a product bigger or better, um, you may even have increased the price, you've you know made a new cover for it and you've made a new preview, like why would you let that sit there? Like let's show the world. So I like to... You really use this opportunity to give these products a bit more of like a marketing boost, if you know what I mean, because they might not be something that I market very often. So it kind of motivates me to market my older products or my worst sellers or my best sellers. It's great. So I often create maybe an Instagram post or reel, a story. 
I share it on my Facebook page. I might write a blog post. Not always though, but that's an option if it's something I want to do. Send it out to my email list perhaps. And I make a bunch of pins and video pins and, and idea pins for Pinterest. So like I kind of give it that sort of marketing boost. I mean, I've put this effort into making it better. It's almost like making a new product. You wouldn't just make a new product and then not market it, right? So I think, okay, I'm going to market this product. That's actually why I always do the product photography in case you were thinking of just updating a product and not bothering. Doing the product photography is an important step because taking a few photos and videos will push you to make better covers and thumbnails, but it will also give you the actual content for you to market. If you don't take a good photo, it becomes tricky to do all those things I mentioned. But if I've taken a nice new photo of my new updated resource, It's easy for me to throw it up on Instagram and Facebook and it's easy for me to make some new pins and finally get some traffic there. For your worst sellers or your older products, this is great. This is the marketing like boost they really need to kind of rejuvenate them. And even if it's a bestseller, like why not talk about it more? Clearly people like it. So like let's send people there. So I've actually made this episode pretty long for me if I'm doing a guest episode I talk for ages with my guest but I usually keep my solo episodes really short but I had so much to say on this topic so I hope you don't mind but just a recap updating products is super important but make a commitment a certain time or day where you'll actually commit to doing it don't underestimate the importance of updating your best selling products it can actually be really powerful and a good return on investment You've got the three stages of product updating. So make sure you update the product itself as well as its listing and then give it a bit of a marketing boost. And within that product update, you can do a big full update or you can just do a few tweaks. But any small changes you make can have a big impact. And that habits book that I've been reading has really taught me that, that it's not about big giant changes. It's about lots of tiny incremental habits, lots of tiny little changes that you make that will help your business grow. So I really hope that you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Before I go, I just want to remind you, I've put a link in the show notes to sign up for my weekly TPT tips. So it's my email check-in for people on my email list. I let them know about my latest podcast episodes or things I've got going on, but I also give some, you know, a few little tips, a funny meme here or there. It's a really great check-in each week. So don't forget to sign up. If you do sign up for my email list, you actually get a free Pinterest cheat sheet, which I always think is really valuable if you're struggling with Pinterest. So definitely do that. But I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.